Welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and this is a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. Here we are in the middle of season number three, and we have been focusing on relationships for a while now, um, if you've been listening. I'm glad you're joining us again today. Before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to stop and ask you to head over to your favorite podcast directory, like uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, CastBox, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive notification of all of our up-and-coming podcast episodes. Also head over to our Facebook page, Unshaken Podcast, and like it so that you can interact with us about what you like about the podcast, what you want to hear more of. I would love to hear your suggestions. You can shoot me a quick email at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com and give me your suggestions or let me know what you like about the podcast. I'm always um, blessed when I read one of those emails. All right, so my husband and I have some rental properties here in our city, and we have a basket of keys. So it is full of all the keys um, that are a part of our, that connect with all of our rentals. And they open our rentals, and so this basket sometimes ends up with leftover keys, and it is really difficult to figure out which key goes with what if we don't label it, right? And if we need to get into a house, like one of our tenants perhaps has locked themselves out of their house, which it does happen, um, we have to go find that key. And so one day I laid them all out, spent a week figuring out which key and labeled them all to try to help myself with this. It was a huge job. And that actually makes me think about our podcast today. See, we've been talking about relationships and there's actually one big key issue in every relationship that I personally have ever been in. And when we find the key that unlocks this quote unquote door, I'm doing air quotes, okay? We can find great peace in our relationships. And when I talk with women who have struggled in relationships, this topic is one that comes up as probably one of the biggest issues for women. And really, it is the key that we have for this issue is actually found right in the Bible. And that's probably why I love it most, because it actually is what Christ has exemplified for us. The topic we're going to talk about today is forgiveness. I'm not sure if you've ever struggled with forgiveness. Okay, that's stupid. We all have struggled with forgiveness, right? If you're breathing, you have. And that's why I think it's such an important topic to talk about in the middle of this whole entire season on relationships. So today I brought on a good friend of mine and a good friend of this podcast, really, because we've listened to a series of talks she gave at our 2018 regarding him conference called Faith Over Fear. You probably remember these talks if you've been listening for a while. And hey, if you haven't listened to them, go back to season one and you can check them out. They're very good and and encouraging and challenging all mixed up. And there's actually a little bit of humor in there. Um, All right. So I want to introduce to you my friend Cheryl Bailey. Cheryl's the wife to David, who is the pastor at Christ the Word Church, which is where we both attend. And she is a mom to five children and a grandma too. 14. 14 children. So, Cheryl, I know that you are super creative with your grandkids and you love them. I think you have candy in your purse all the time. Am I right? <laughs> yep, most of the time. Tell me a little bit about Thursday school at your house. Well, my my daughter and my two daughter-in-laws who have kids um, have been sending their kids to this program at a, a church that is close by our house. And that program ended last spring. Um, and they weren't going to start it up again for this year. And my daughters, who are busy moms, were so disappointed because mm. that gives them two hours every Thursday morning to go run errands, catch coffee with yep. a friend, just do something they need to do or would enjoy doing. So I thought, well, that could be a fun way for me to spend time with my grandkids, and it would also bless my daughters. 
So I sent out registration packets oh, to each of my grandkids. That's and so fun. And them register. And so now they come on Thursday mornings and we do art and, and singing and they really like instruments and science. My oldest grandson is my helper and he leads in science every week. So it's just a fun time. They all enjoy it. It's a little crazy and wild with there's 10 of them. So, but Okay, so it doesn't count any babies. No babies. They have to be three. Okay. Actually, one started as a two-year-old, okay. but they have to be three. Okay, so that is great. Can I come? Because I would join in. Sure, you can come. <laughs> well, it is really fun, and it's a great example to any grandma out there of just doing some creative things. I'm sure that there's cost behind it, but in the big picture, spending time with the kids is really important. Yeah, and it's been fun. Yeah, that's great. All right, so... Cheryl, today we're going to talk a little bit about forgiveness, and um, I'm really thankful that you're here because I think it's an important topic, and it's important today to kind of debunk some myths. Our, our world, even in the church, has some wrong concepts about forgiveness and what to do with forgiveness. So let's just start because we always want to go right to the source, which is the Bible, and let's talk a little bit about what's the most important thing that we have to do in the process of this. So what does the Bible say about forgiveness? Well... I think that, honestly, we may not really want to know what the Bible says, because it really is a hard teaching. I, I think Jesus tells us um, that when other people sin against us, that we need to forgive them just as the Father mm -hmm. forgives us. And when I think about how the Father forgives us, it's really freely, openly, and completely. Yeah. And that's really hard. Um, Paul, the Apostle Paul goes on to say, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And that's a big calling and really is a hard teaching. It is. And I think um, it's good that you point that out, that it's not something that's super duper easy or that it is not. But it doesn't mean that we don't follow it mm -hmm. just because we don't like it. Right. We still have to follow what the Bible says. So one of the things that helps me is when I see examples in Scripture of people living out something. So what are some examples in the Bible of forgiveness? Well, I think, you know, we could we could go through the whole Bible and there's just example after example, but a few that pop out to me right off the top of my head would be Joseph. You know, he was taken by his um, brothers and sold as a slave. Um, he was wrongly accused, thrown into prison, and yet he was able to see the big picture of what God was doing. And when a number of years later he was reunited with his brothers, his brothers were frightened. You know, they had really sure. done him bad. And yet he says to them, don't be afraid. I'm not in the place of God. What you intended was to harm me, but God intended it for yeah. something good. And oftentimes we want to just see the little picture. And, and yeah. Joseph was able to see the big picture. I think another example was Stephen, um, one of the first deacons of the church. And when he was being stoned for his belief, um, he looked up at heaven and he really repeated the words of Jesus on the cross saying, Lord Jesus, don't hold this sin mm -hmm. against them. Um, and even going way back to the beginning, when um, you know God had made a perfect place for Adam and Eve in the, the Garden of Eden, and yet they wanted more. They thought God was keeping something, holding back something mm, from them. Right. And they sinned, and then God, God said, what have you two done? You know, they're hiding. 
in their in their fear and nakedness and God killed an animal and clothed them and I you look at that and you say okay that's that's God showing yeah. forgiveness to Adam yes. and Eve and yep. he was restoring them to a relationship yeah. with himself okay so those are really good Cheryl and I just want to stop and pause and let everyone know that I'm gonna put on our show notes where you can find those passages because you probably are driving in the car some somewhere or cleaning your dishes and you may not have a chance to write them down but they're really good to read and I, I always think reading the Bible is important anyway but it's if you're struggling with forgiveness this mm -hmm. might be a good place to start some of these examples Joseph is one of my favorite stories mm -hmm. it's amazing to read that and see the reality of really forgiveness towards yeah. others. Okay, so I actually was thinking as we were preparing for this podcast about questions that either I have thought in my head or I've had women ask me or say to me. Um, and so I have some really hard questions. So I'm really glad I have you on because, you know, these are hard and I'm going to give you, put you on the spot. Okay, so my first one is, what if you really can't forgive somebody? Like, what if if they just are honestly a jerk, what do you do to forgive practically? Well, I think that can't is an interesting word. Um, in life, there are really very few things that I can't do. Um, there's a lot of things that I won't do or I'm not going to do. Um, you know, I... I could eat liver and onions, but I will not eat liver and onions. I actually like it. <laughs> oh, well, I okay. can't. But that's okay. And and so we tend to have things yeah. that carry over into areas, and we say, well, I can't do yeah. that. But the reality is we just won't do it. Um, I, you know, you use the word, what if someone's honestly a jerk? Well, honestly, I'm a jerk. There's mm. a lot of times I'm a jerk. Good point. And and we all hurt one another. It's part of living together. You know, the only way we're not going to, to hurt one another and, and sin against people is to hole up in some, right? Know, but never but, see people. Yes, but and that's, that's not, not practical. That, yeah, we live in a relational world and that's how God intended us. Um, so when I say I can't forgive someone, I think that what we're really saying is I won't forgive. Mm -hmm. I know that when I don't forgive hurts, or offenses, I am really hurting myself more than anyone else. Mm. So scripture calls me to make relationships right and to forgive because God forgives me. And there's no add-ons, you know, but if somebody does this, right. you don't have to follow that. It's just a period, forgive. That's kind of like at the beginning when you said this is kind of a hard teaching. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it, we can't do it. It just, it is, it's just basically straight up. Yes, it's just hard. So practically, I try to be proactive and not reactive um, in keeping my heart soft because it's easy to hold on to things and, and mm. over time, one little yep. thing gets stuck in yep. there, then another gets deposited in another, and pretty soon, my heart is filled with these hurts and offenses, and it becomes hard. So I try to be proactive in keeping my heart soft. Um, I really like that you just said that you, the, the difference between those two ideas, being proactive versus reactive. I think that's really good to remember. Like, that's something I need to punch in my brain right now like I need a bumper sticker <laughs> that says be proactive not reactive well and that's that's true in this but it's actually true in it so is. many areas of it life it is yeah so let me give you an example um there is a lady that I was pretty good friends with and uh, a series of some things happened and she really our friendship just kind of disintegrated yeah. and she 
really doesn't want to be around me. Um, I sought to restore that relationship, but no change came about. Now, occasionally, we have the opportunity to be in the same same event, same room together. And my heart would say, go to a different area. Yes. Don't talk to her, just avoid her. But I know that my forgiveness needs to be seen. So I go up and try to talk to her. Now, mm -hmm. she doesn't always respond in a way that she converses, but my action of going up and talking to mm. her, showing kindness to her, is done so that my heart stays yes. soft. I can't control the other person, but I can control that, that I am acting in a way yeah. that is showing forgiveness. That's um, a really good example of just what you said about being proactive versus reactive. Being proactive is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do the best I can to yeah. make this right. And we can't change the other person's heart, yeah. but we certainly can change and work on our heart. This morning I was reading in um, Philippians, and verse 27 of chapter 1 says, Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy mm -hmm. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul, Paul wrote a similar thing to the Ephesians people and he wrote I urge you to live a life yeah. worthy of the calling you have received be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love it struck me when I read that word whatever hmm. this morning um, we want to think that some things are too much yeah that that I'll forgive up to this point but I really that was just too much yeah and and Paul is saying whatever happens we need to live in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus. And what is the gospel? The gospel is the forgiveness of yes. God, God forgiving our sins yeah. through the work of Jesus on the cross. And that's never done. Like his forgiveness, right. he's always forgiving us. Yes. When, you know, it's complete. Yes. We, it's it's not, yes, it's not a once and done thing yep. and, oh, you sin too much. Right. It's all, all the time. It's yeah. ongoing. Yep. That's a, that's a great thing. That's a great encouragement, really. If we think about it from the perspective of how Christ has forgiven us, we should easily be able to forgive those around us. Yeah. Or at least work on it. I'm not saying it's going to be like a light switch, okay? Like where you flip it on and it's all done. Oh. It's, it's a process. I said this is a hard teaching. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, not, it's not easy and we're going to sin in, in doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I have actually heard some people in the world, and I've actually seen this in the church, this concept um, of staying away from toxic people, right? Like someone has hurt you or bothered you, well then just exit their life. You know, you don't need to be with them, um, which I actually think might be code for getting away from people we don't like or that we don't want to forgive. Mm -hmm. So do you have to go back to the same relationship or will, it, will you go back to the same relationship as you did before the hurts happened. Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. And um, my answer has two parts that may seem initially contradicting one another. Um, we often say we've forgiven someone and yet we aren't willing to talk to that person. You know, we're going to invite a bunch of friends over and they're never on the list of right. invites. And you have to go back and say, did I did I really forgive that person? Mm -hmm. Or was it just something mm -hmm. I spoke? Um, as a church, we're memorizing Psalm 103 this year. And in this Psalm, David says about God's mm -hmm. forgiveness, that he removes our sins as far as the East is from the West. God is showing us an example of forgiveness. When, when I say, well, this person's toxic, and I 
I need yeah. to stay away from them. I don't have the ability to say, I'm not going to forgive them. Mm. That's wrong. It doesn't matter what their, what their behavior is. My heart needs to right. respond in a way that imitates God. And God says, those transgressions, those sins are removed as far right. as the east is from the west. Now, um, even in complete forgiveness that God gives to us, there are still consequences yeah. of our sin. And so sometimes um, those consequences can be really big. You know, people sin in really big yes, ways against, against people. Um, some people have had to deal with, you know, absent parents or horrific abuse as a child. Yeah. Uh, maybe you've had a, a spouse cheat on you. And these sins perpetrated by others really do have real consequences yes. in our lives. <clears throat> and so we're not always going to remove all the consequences that come right. naturally because of our sin. And yet we don't put up a barrier and say, I'm not going to forgive we have to forgive, even if it means there still is some natural consequences that yeah. come out of that. Well, it's it's really good to think about that there are some natural consequences. And there are natural consequences on our end when we don't want to forgive, as well as people who have offended or, or hurt us or maybe done something that's that's really difficult. Yes, and, and oftentimes forgiveness is something we can't do by ourselves. You know, if somebody steps on my foot right. I can, and they say, I'm sorry, of course I can say, oh, sure, it's fine, fine. fine. Right. You know, right. It's, it's a no biggie. But, but there are many things that are really serious and deep. And for us to forgive, we, we need to be asking God to give us a heart yes. that is able to forgive. Yes. And, and to not just say I forgave, but forgive in such a way that 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 sin, those actions aren't constantly coming back to, yeah. to my mind and to my heart. Because when that's happening, I'm not really living in forgiveness. Right. Yeah. You know, keeping a record of the wrongs is, is just going to make you go back. And that's, I've done that before. I've yes. made a list in my head and I've never written it out, but I've made a list in my head. And then I go back through that list. And that means that I'm not forgiving because I'm not actually, like if I keep repeating them, that's what gets me. Yeah. And I have to stop repeating them and stop thinking about them. When I think about Joseph, the example of forgiveness, I mean, he could have made a list of oh, so yes. many things and so many people. Yeah. And what if he would have just gone over and over and over that yeah. list? He would have had a victim mentality. Absolutely. Instead, he saw the big picture of God and yeah. he was willing to be used by God for yeah. God's purposes, not just thinking of his own life and his own plan. Yeah. And when I have walked through some of those types of forgiveness where I had to forgive someone for difficult, really difficult mm -hmm. things, or I have found so much freedom in God because of that. Like I can freely forgive. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's easy. Um, and it hasn't like, it took me a few years in the process. So, <laughs> but, so get ready for a few years, right? Okay. So Cheryl, what if the person that you need to forgive never acknowledges they did anything wrong, never says they're sorry? What do you do? Because in, in all the Hallmark movies that we watch, if we watch them, they are full of these, oh, great apologies. And everything is done in like 30 minutes, right? Yes. yes. And that's not real life. No. And... You know, we go back to that example of God's complete forgiveness of me. 
and that reminds me how often I sin. I mean, every day I'm sinning against God and oftentimes in really significant ways that I don't repent of. Mm -hmm. You know, there's many days I go by and I, I'm not saying I'm sorry to God for those things. So, and yet God still is forgiving me. Now, that scenario, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's lofty. Yes. And people interactions are much more right here present yeah. and are harder in yeah. some ways. Um, but the older I get, the more I realize um, that repenting of sin, asking for forgiveness, saying I'm sorry, is really a learned trait. Mm. And I think there are many people growing up who, who haven't seen what mm what that process looks like. Um, somebody, they grew right. up without people saying they right. were sorry. You know, as a parent, I sin against my kids and it's yeah. good for my kids to hear me say I'm sorry yes. to them. Yeah, I did that last week. <laughs> yeah, and and yet I feel like there are so many people yeah. that that's just not a part of their life. Yeah. And so I need to be big and be willing to right. forgive even when somebody doesn't say they're sorry to me. You know. People aren't, there's a lot of people who aren't going to say they're sorry, but in the end, holding on to unforgiveness right. hurts me Definitely. more than it hurts somebody else. And, it, and it, often for me, or for in general people, it just mm -hmm. falls into bitterness. Yes. And that just kind of eats away at you Yes. over the course of time. I think of bitterness as the, just like the cancer of sins. Yeah. You know? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. And so. it can happen in lots of ways, but unforgiveness yes. is definitely one of the ways to get there. Yeah. Not that we want to, but okay. So you talked a little bit about this earlier, but I, I kind of wanted to ask a little more questions about the idea of what if someone has physically or sexually abused you, you know, like that's pretty that's pretty tough. Are we required um, required to forgive them? Well, that is a hard question. And when I look at scripture, I don't see a caveat for mm. certain types of sins. Um, and again, lack of forgiveness eats away at you. You know, a person who's been abused in many ways have been robbed of yeah. their childhood. Yep. Many things have been taken from them. So to, to not be willing to forgive is actually going to rob them of more right. things in their life and cause, uh, you know, really they become very unhappy people. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. That has never happened to me, so I right. don't even know how to to put myself in those shoes. And yet, I know that, that in every situation where forgiveness is needed, when I forgive, I'm happier. Yeah. I'm more joyful. And, and it doesn't mean that, that God's going to completely make that relationship all happy and right. filled with, with the, the life that might have been if that wouldn't have taken place. But I do believe that when we're able, through the power of the Spirit and God's mm -hmm. help, to forgive, 
God will bless you yeah. because you're actually acting in faith, doing yeah. a really hard thing that God commands. Yeah, and just like you talked earlier, there sometimes are natural consequences, mm -hmm. and there will likely be natural consequences on earth for the offender. You know, there yes. could be some legal situations that have to follow through, and there might be things you may actually have to seek some guidance from a, a pastor's wife or a, you know, a counselor, a biblical counselor that you know who can help you walk through some of that because mm -hmm. that's a little that's a big difference than yeah. just a lady on the other side of church doesn't like me anymore. Right. Like there is a big right. difference there. And oftentimes um, the perpetrator in abuse situations isn't the one that's saying he's sorry. Yes. He, you know, yeah. that, that person is and maybe has for years yeah. cast the blame upon you. Right. And, and those things make it more difficult. Yeah. Um, that could be its own podcast right. episode <laughs> yes. right there. So A whole bunch of yeah. these probably could. Yeah. Okay, so another question, because this is an issue that I think of often. So being in the church, um, I have people in the church that I have to forgive, right? Mm -hmm. And then I have people outside of the church who are not believers, okay, um, or claim to be believers. So do you think it matters? Does it change if the person claims to be a Christian or if they don't? Well... The Bible's clear that we do deal with believers and unbelievers differently. Um, if somebody's not a believer, God is the one that will deal with that person. Um, and I think we need to remind ourselves that we don't, that, that the person doesn't know God and therefore they mm. don't have the Holy Spirit to help them to forgive and to act in the ways that maybe we we yeah. have come to understand. And so I think our response is to pray for them mm -hmm. and to demonstrate the forgiveness of God towards them by being forgiving to mm -hmm. them, even if they don't act, for, act in a way that yeah. seeks our forgiveness or shows that they're sorry. Now, um, with a person that claims to know Christ, the Bible says that when we know Jesus, we will have evidence of the Holy Spirit in our life. Mm -hmm. um, and this evidence is seen. It's not something that, that is hidden. The Holy Spirit's work is seen in our lives. It's evident. Yes. And so um, when God calls us to forgive, and as a, a believer, somebody refuses to follow Scripture, then we need to to deal with that yeah. and we need to talk with them about it and maybe we need to take somebody else and talk with them mm -hmm. about it um oftentimes people may not um we might not see the evidence of the holy spirit even though they claim christ and that becomes tricky yeah it's hard because yeah. we're having to make judgments in those situations yes and that could be a whole other yes. podcast yes, too. it would be yes yeah, I think that's really good advice because the reality is we're going back to the fact that the Bible says to forgive. Mm -hmm. So it really doesn't matter if they're a believer or a non-believer. It's our job to do what God calls us to do, which, again, it's not easy, but it is yeah. definitely something we could be working towards. You kind of alluded to something that I was thinking about. Um, what if what if you talk to the person, you're, you're dealing with a person who you know, I'm angry at, I'm, I'm mad at, or I've been hurt by, and they have no idea and that is so irritating i mean really yeah. like they don't really realize how mad i am you know this can happen in all kinds of places it can happen in coworkers, and the person just goes about their lives normal or in your family and so um 
maybe they didn't even actually do anything directly to me either. It's just maybe I don't, I'm unforgiving of them because of something that they said or did. So do I actually need to go and seek forgiveness or can I just fix it on my own? Well, because I don't want to confess to them that I've been yes. sad or upset. And, and sometimes we might be dealing with, with a person that is just not very observant. I think that, you know, <laughs> right. and, and, and goes I, about life and doesn't, yeah. doesn't consider their words or their actions, yes. doesn't take note that maybe your behavior is a little right. bit off. And so there is that type of person. I know that, that there have been many times this is an ex as an example that that my husband maybe has said something to me on his way on the on his way out to to work and it was not kind mm. he could have said it in a much nicer way or you know and i have a choice at that moment yep. i can dwell on it all day i can say over and over again those unkind words that he said and by the time he gets home i am mm. not in a good mood and right. he walks in the door and can't figure out what in the world has just right. happened because I've had the last eight hours right. to ruminate on those yes. those words not to mention children in your house right so maybe yes. like what is wrong with mom yes <laughs> yes and I probably made enemies of all of them too um my my other choice would be mm. to say okay you know what maybe he's he's got something hard at the office today yep. and and I don't know it or you know, maybe he just sinned. Can I right. just let this go? Yeah. And and then I go on with my day in joy, and I don't bring it back up and think right. about it. And he comes home, and we just have a nice dinner and a nice evening. Um, I think we we oftentimes think we don't have any choice. We think we have to say, well, that wasn't kind, so so right. I'm going to live in this unforgiveness. Yep. Um, instead of just making a choice at the outset that, okay, you know right. what, this, is, this was nothing. I'm going to let it go. And what happens over time is, so we have a friend, and maybe they say something unkind to us, and we remember it. And a few days later or a few weeks later, they, they do mm -hmm. something else, and, and we put that in our, our little our sack. Little, right. you know? And pretty soon, everything they're doing is yep. an offense. Right. It doesn't really matter what they're doing. It's going in that bag, right. and we we can always find an offense in you know they they didn't right. they There's didn't something. talk to us or they gave right. me a bad look you know right and those things build up over time, and in those instances that person truly doesn't know what they've done right because the sin is really ours. We yeah. have made it. We have built it up, and that person has just been a participant unknowingly yeah well that's like in first corinthians 13 the love chapter it says love keeps no, no records record. of yes. wrongs and mm -hmm. i think that is an example of that like not keeping a list of all the ways that the person in your life has offended you yes you know and it's it's good to um check on that when we're dealing with forgiveness is to quickly fix that well because quickly repent yes and it's not just them who yeah. are doing those it's not just you know my thinking they are offending me. But you know, I'm doing the same thing to other people all the time. Absolutely. I am saying things that are unkind. Yep. I am walking by somebody and not acknowledging them. Yep. I'm doing things that yes. others could put in a little right. packet and say that I am being offensive. Right. I actually heard a young woman say this one time and it, it I thought, oh, that's really good for being so young and you know, to speak this. And here's what she said. She said the person who is doing the offending 
doesn't always know they're doing the offending. They're not always in sin. Sometimes they're just, like you said, they're just, they're focused on something that you're thinking about and they just don't acknowledge you in the hallway. And it's just what happens. Sometimes it is sin. We know that. But then the person who is offended is always in sin. Yeah. That was pretty hard to think about. That means that whenever I'm offended by something someone's done in my circle, I have to check my heart and repent. Yes. Because if not, it's going to build up yes. to be a mountain. Yes. They don't stop. They just keep building. Right, right. I mean, pretty soon you don't just have a list. you got a whole book. Right. Or like a, the, <laughs> a volumes. Right, <laughs> volumes on your shelf of yes. problems. Okay. And we actually see people that have yeah. lived that way. And yeah. it's really sad. Yeah. And actually, um, I think it's easy to have that happen. And our world kind of approves that. Mm-hmm. Like, keep it. Don't, you know, y- you have your right to be offended. Yeah. And that's not biblical. So we have to follow the Bible over what the world says. All right, what do you think happens if I decide after listening to this episode that I don't want to forgive at all? What are some of the pitfalls that, that fall into what we're doing? Well, I sure hope that people are <laughs> deciding that after listening to this. <laughs> I agree, I agree. But there could be. Yes. So. Well, you know, just like I said, we've seen women who, who have lived in this kind of mm-hmm. unforgiveness. And, you know, physically they've changed. Yeah. They, you can, you can see in their face, there's no joy, right. there's, there's, you know, it actually changes their physical yeah. countenance. Um, and yet the pitfalls are not just on the surface, but they actually penetrate to the core of who we are. Um, if we believe what Jesus says, that if we don't forgive, that our Father won't forgive us, mm. then what does that pitfall mean for us? Mm. That God's not going to forgive us. Right. I mean, that is the extreme pitfall. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we f- fail to forgive, not only does our relationship with God suffers, um, you know, it suffers in part because we stop reading scripture, right. we stop praying, we stop those spiritual disciplines that help us to move forward, yep. and so therefore we move backwards. Yep. Um, personally, I think it, that it means that true forgiveness, the, the kind of forgiveness that really does imitate Jesus's forgiveness, should be growing as a characteristic of our life more and more. And by that, I, I don't mean that we're not going to, to fail in right. showing forgiveness. There's going to be times that we sin and we hold on to right. something. But we should be able to look back at our life and mm-hmm. see that characteristic of forgiveness becoming more and more a part of who we are. If it's not, then I think we have to ask ourselves, are we mm. legitimate children? Mm-hmm. That's a, another hard thing to think about, Yeah, but, but important. Mm-hmm. I think also when, when people are in a situation where they are not wanting to forgive, it's not just one person. It ends up being many people they don't want to forgive. Yeah. They, they get offended by a lot of things, and they build up walls. And what happens is they end up with really no relationships. Well, and it moves to other people. I, as the mom in the house, become oh, offended yeah. with someone, and, yeah. and I start telling my husband about little yep. offenses, and now he is unhappy with it. Yep. And then my children won't yep. play with their children, or what, right. you know, it, it, it's a snowball. It does. It definitely is, for sure. Okay, let's turn the table, though, because I've actually had this happen to me, where I knew someone was upset with me, and I didn't know what to do. Like, um, what's the best biblical course of action when you know someone is upset with you, but you do do not know why. Well, um, I think that humility is 
always a good clothing to put on. Mm. To just go to the person and say, hey, have I done something? It seems like there's something wrong in our, our mm -hmm. relationship. And, and I don't want that to be the mm -hmm. case. You know, that takes humility. It's, it's mm -hmm. much easier to think, well, I didn't do anything. Right. It's her I, fault. It's yeah. she, she's, yep. she, something's wrong with her. And so to put on some humility and just go to the person mm -hmm. and ask them, I think that that brings down everyone's defenses. It softens the situation mm -hmm. just by being being humble yeah. and being willing to, to say you're sorry. Oftentimes people, you know, we, we do live in a society yeah. that doesn't really say they're sorry quickly. Yeah. I can almost in every relationship find something that I have done wrong that I could initiate yes. by saying, I'm yep. sorry about this. You know, I, I have not wanted to hurt you or right. offend you and I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. But in the, in, the, in the big picture of it, that is just a little step. Right. That can begin a whole a snowball the other way, right? Yes, of good things. Yes, right, because then we, we process through it. I, I've actually had a situation where I did this. I went to someone and said, I, I feel like there's something between us. I'm yeah. not sure what it is, and I don't know what I, did, what I did. If I've offended you, let me know. And the person said, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Hmm. But that was okay, because then they came back to me a few days later yeah. and said, okay, here's, I didn't, was not ready to articulate why, mm -hmm. but it made me think about why, and here's what it was, and it was good for us to talk through it. Well, and you're actually helping to stop that um, ongoing holding offenses yeah. because you brought the offense out into the light and and given them an opportunity to speak with you yeah. instead of just holding on and keeping putting right. more more offenses into that bucket. Right. And it, it just like you said earlier, when you knew there was an issue with someone, you went and made effort. Yes. I think there's something about that physical connection that you're actually yes. sitting and talking yeah. and kind of forcing a little bit, not in a mean way. Not yeah. like and, you will change and you will love me, yeah. <laughs> but in a way that says I love you and care, yes. even if I'm not sure what's going on with us. And practically speaking, personally, I always think those things should be done face to face, yeah. not on the phone, not yes. by text. Yeah. You want to see the person. You want to to be oh, able yeah. to show them love, to touch them. That's part of that restoration process. I can't send an email? No. <laughs> That's not going to work. Uh, That's well, easier, isn't it? Though? Much easier to go, I don't, this is what's going on. So, oh. Okay, so um, what would you ever suggest bringing someone else into it? Because there are times that you, you kind of hit an impasse. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Well, um, yes, sometimes there's hurts and offenses that that we've let build up and oftentimes we don't know what to do how do I change this situation um, I think for sure it can be helpful to bring a godly woman yeah. in to act as a mediator now you don't want just anybody you don't want somebody that's going to just take your side right. you want somebody that you know loves God's Word reads God's word mm -hmm. and is going to speak the truth of God's word to both of you. Yeah. Um, I have been on both sides of this coin, yeah. being the mediator in situations and also having somebody in a situation that they mediated with me and someone else. Right. To help you. Yes. Yeah. And it has proved so helpful in, in both of those situations. Yeah. Well, I think that's really important. I, I like the fact that you brought out that it's not just anyone. 
you don't just go to your best girlfriend and say, come along with me because I'm mad at this person over here. You really want someone who's going to be able to look at both sides. Because objective. Objective, that's a yes. good word. Because the reality is likely there's problems on both sides. Yes. And so you don't just want someone who's on your side because that's not going to really weed through anything. Right. That's just going to, you know, mat things down more, yes. I think. So well, when you think about restore, the word restore means to take back to the original yeah. state. And yeah. so we don't want to just have somebody say, oh, well, you're basically right. And Right. In the end, things just go on the same way yeah. that they were. We're not, we're not restoring that relationship. Yeah. I think this could be a completely good thing applicable in a marriage, too. Mm-hmm. All of this. Sometimes I yes. think, you know, when people are struggling through marriage, having someone else who's objective mm-hmm. to come alongside and help weed through some of that, I think, is helpful to women. Yes. And, and that and has then, been helpful to me. You know, there have been times that I have spoken with somebody about my marriage. And you have to be really careful about that and you have to choose somebody if you have somebody that's just telling you what you're doing is right you've got the wrong person that's right so (laughs) that's a good way to judge it so that's good okay and the last thing i think that's really easy to do in forgiveness or unforgiveness i should say is not to isolate ourselves because i think we want to do that Mm -hmm. we want to isolate ourselves from people and situations we don't like but we have to bring it out in the light and we have to talk about it and deal with it and as you said earlier cheryl have a lot of humility um, in the process and i know that recently in my life i was dealing with a particular time of unforgiveness and i actually shared this challenge with a really good and godly friend and I have to say, she didn't tell me I was okay. <laughs> so that's made me know she was okay. I didn't tell her all the reasons, but I did give her a list of why I thought I was right. Okay. I did do a little bit of giving her reasons why I was right. Okay. She reminded me that I didn't need to go through all the list, but that I needed to bring it out. And I guess, first off, speaking it to her helped me just because I was able to clarify what really was the sin. Mm-hmm. Naming it helped me a ton. And then she walked me through it. And I'm not going to say that I flipped a light switch and everything was easy, but I went back to her a few times and would send her a message, a text and say, I'm struggling with it. Pray with me. And I, she'd send me back hand emojis that were in a prayer shape. And she'd say, I'm praying for you. And I knew she was. Hmm. And that was really helpful. So um, I kind of wondered what would be some resources. You know, like a good friend is really helpful, but there's got to be other resources, Cheryl, mm-hmm. that someone might need to go back to that might help them. What are some things that you can think of that might help them move towards forgiveness? Well, I think a lot of people say they read the Bible, but they don't read the whole of Scripture. Mm-hmm. They have little pet pack passages that they go to and those can be helpful you know we're we're discouraged we go to certain psalms right trust in the lord with all your heart right yes but just reading and rereading the bible allows us to see the big picture of who god is yes and you're going to see through all of scripture this this action of forgiveness laid out before you and i think that's really good i'm not a huge book person um but I do, I, I know there's one book, it's by Jim Wilson called How to Be Free from Bitterness. And it's very small. The first chapter is on bitterness and then the subsequent mm-hmm. chapters are on other related topics. Um, and it's maybe 15 pages. It's, yeah. you know, you can sit down and read it in 15 minutes. Right. It's very quick. And at, at times I found a PDF online for that. I don't know if it's still a PDF available, but that is 
probably the best little booklet on bitterness and unforgiveness that I've ever read. That's interesting because as I talked a few weeks ago with Erica Simpson on the topic of marriage, mm -hmm. That was a book she huh. recommended, and I have personally read it. Yes. And it's, it's also the one that I think has the best cover ever. <laughs> yeah. And so if you'll have to check it out, if yes. you have to look it up now that you want to go see what the <laughs> cover looks like. But that's good because it's a practical book. I also love that that's a short book. Because, yes. I, I mean, we can go to the Christian bookstore, and as we've talked before, you don't know what you're going to get. Right. So getting a book that's recommended is really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, I also love that you, and I'm going to put those on our show notes again. I'm going to remind everyone I'm doing that. Going to those specific passages you mess, mess, mentioned, going to those specific passages you mentioned earlier, like the story of Joseph. Yes, that would be a great thing to read mm -hmm. and think about forgiveness. You could also read it thinking about a lot of other topics, because there's a lot of themes through that story. But forgiveness is a big one. Yes, those are good. Okay, well, I am really thankful to have this conversation with you. It's it's, it's been, been fun to talk with you. <laughs> and it, and I I hope and pray that those of you who are listening will be encouraged. And also be challenged because it's kind of a difficult topic to talk about. And it's something that I think the average Christian church doesn't really want to always talk about because it's hard and it's not always fun. Um, Cheryl, would you end today by praying for us? Sure. Dear Father, we thank you for the forgiveness that you freely and completely offer to us. Amen. And I pray that you would be with the, the, those listening right now and you know their hearts and their situations and I pray Father that you would help them um, when they are are struggling with forgiving someone to be able to truly follow your example and to forgive I pray that you would remind them of scriptures and of the work of Jesus on their behalf and that you would allow them to grow in a way that that gives them a heart that is soft and full of joy in you in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, stick around next week as we listen to a talk on the topic of how we, as moms, um, can help our kids navigate through friendships. That's probably been one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with as a mom, uh, especially with girls. I think boys just kind of wrestle and fight it out, you know, and then they're like, okay, now we're fine. Yeah. But there is something about helping kids deal with friendships, and we're going to listen to a talk given by Adrian McClavick. Um, and I, she's got some pretty good, good wisdom on this topic and really good practical suggestions. So stay tuned next week. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress, because of God. Until next time.